Welcome everybody to episode 10 of All In with Aqueous. I am your host, Mike Lawn Memo Minio, and welcome back everybody. It's been a while, but now that we have all this time on our hand, it's going to be productive for the podcast. I sat down with Dave Loss last week, piano and guitar player of Aqueous, and we talked all things Dave Loss, or the perfect man if some people have called him. We get very candid with Dave. We talk about his attire, what he's eating, and pretty much some crazy stories from tour, and it's a great slice of Dave Lost Pie. But we talk about some serious stuff as well. We talk about where he is, where the band is, where the entire industry is going, and maybe what to look forward, you know, coming out of all this quarantine and corona stuff. So it's a really great conversation. Dave did a tremendous job. Very proud of him. So I'm very excited to bring that to you. But before we get started, uh, we need to remind you that All In With Aqueous is a proud partner of the Osiris Podcast Network, which you can find at OsirisPod.com. We're also partnered up with Jambase, who does an amazing job covering Aqueous. So make sure you're following them and checking them out on all the different social media outlets. So before this, uh, just a nice quick addition, I will be interviewing Evan next, and we should have that episode for you shortly. And I know Mike wants to sit back down, so we'll have some great content to help you pass the time. So here we go. My interview and conversation with Dave Loss, piano and guitar player of Aqueous. So welcome everybody to All In With Aqueous. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Mike Memo or Lawn Memo Minio. If you're in the fish world, that's where I kind of go with that. But everybody else just kind of calls me Memo. Uh, and I'm here with the incredibly talented, incredibly awesome. He's kind of nice, kind of a good guy. I'm here with guitarist slash keyboardist of Aqueous, Dave Loss. Welcome, Dave. How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's a crazy world out there, but uh, I'm doing good. I've had some time to do some projects like this one, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, you got to find and... ways to uh, stay busy. I can't believe we're on episode or you're on episode 10 of this. No, there should be more. We're, we're going to bank some out here under quarantine. So I guess we should kind of talk about where we are. This is we're April 2nd, which is just another day. It seems like the last four weeks or I know every I've been day losing is track the same. Of, yeah, what day is it? Monday? Is it Tuesday? It could be Friday and I have no idea. I don't even know. It's, it, today's Thursday. It took me a second to, to even realize what day it was. But it is April. So we actually made it out of March, but I feel like April's going to be like four months long. It's every, yeah, every week is going to feel like its own month. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So so we're April 2nd here, and we're going to just kind of talk with Dave about you know where the band is right now in these strange times, how he's doing personally. No pun intended. <laughs> strange times, is, uh, it's a good title. It's, very, it's used all the time, so you guys are smart with that one. You get yeah. all this publicity. See, we, we foresaw this coming years and years ago. We just knew yeah. that there'd be a time for Absolutely. that song title. Sooth- soothsayers in Aqueous, for sure. Hey, I'll take it. Uh, so let's uh, let's just kind of get a little background to where you are right now, Dave. You've been home for a couple weeks now, right? And, you know, what, what's going on with you? Yeah, yeah, we've been home. We were in the middle of our tour, um, our, you know, winter-spring tour. Um, so we got, like, maybe like 30% or maybe like a quarter of the tour in before we kind of had to come home. And, you know, when everything started getting canceled. So we were, you know, it started, I think the first gig was Baltimore. You know, then we went down the coast, you know, just went from there to, I think it was New Orleans and uh, Birmingham, a couple of Texas dates, 
uh, and then Phoenix. And Phoenix, I guess, uh, actually was the last show that we ended up being able to play. That was the M3F Festival. So we got all the way to there. And then, uh, well, you know, then we had a couple days off. We uh, actually stopped at a, uh, in Phoenix, we have uh, a friend that lives there. And you ever heard of School of Rock? Do you know what that is? Like the movie or? Well, the movie is great, but uh, it's like a, it's like a, basically a school of rock. And so like it's uh, students that are either kids um, all the way up to young adults and to older adults that want to basically learn to play rock music. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's a really cool program. They have tons of them all over the country. I don't remember exactly how many, but you should look into it. It's really cool. Um, but anyways, they're a friend of ours. Uh, he he and his uh, two daughters they go to that the school of rock there. And um, so we were we did it once before last year when we were heading through the Phoenix area. We uh, stopped there and talked to the kids and kind of like played a couple tunes for them and kind of talked about like what we do, what the band does, and how we go about, you know, playing live and our songwriting and all that. So it was, it was a cool chance to be able to, you know, talk to some kids about all that kind of stuff. So cause they're, they're sure. super in- interested. It's, it's fun. Like seeing how excited they are about like, you know, we've been playing for, you know, and I've been playing since I was maybe like 15 or something like that. But I remember when I first started, I was like, everything was new. Everything was exciting. So it's cool to like be able to talk to people super interested, you know, in, in that kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so that was that was one nice positive thing that happened, you know, before everything. So else what do you, what do these young kids think of Rob's mustache? I think they're impressed. They might be intimidated. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. I think it's probably both. <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe a little both is probably accurate. Um, but yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And then we we got to San Diego. Um, so we had like a day or two off or something. I don't remember. Um, drove to San Diego because. Why not? Because it's awesome there. That's where the next gig was supposed to be. Um, we were supposed to do three shows with uh, Umphreys McGee. And pretty much we got there. And that's when everything, you know, unfortunately started to get canceled. And a lot of um, people's concern, you know, obviously went way up. And a lot of the, you know, scary, you know, I don't know what the best way to say it is. But just like a lot of things were being realized and how deadly and how scary things could get and were about to get. So a lot of things, you know, shows and everything started to get canceled. You know, or and or postponed at the time, and yeah, so, so didn't get much. Kind of in interested record. about that, like because that's an interesting spot for you guys to be with Umphreys, you know, a pretty big touring act, and then you know in CNA. So that first gig that got canceled was that a venue decision? Did Umphreys call it first? Did you guys go to them? Like, how did that all kind of play yeah, out? Yeah, the first gig, um, because we had three with them. It was San Diego, I think what L.A., and then it was supposed to be Oakland. And I want to say Oakland was the one that actually canceled first, or at least we had, you know, started to get word that that one was going to be canceled. Um, so at, at that point, it kind of like it, it, they started to ban. I know, I think it was maybe in one of the other states too, where some of the other gigs were starting to happen. They started just ban gatherings of, you know, however many people. Um, and at that point, like we had just, you know, through. I think it was actually the venues because it wasn't it wasn't the band yet. It was the venues were basically being forced either by the city or the county or, or whatever uh, sure. local government that they couldn't you know put on shows of more than so much you know whatever the capacity was. They were saying they couldn't even do like half of that. Uh, so kind of had to get everything the pulled you know the plug pulled on a lot of that. But you know it made sense because it's you know it, it was just a crazy thing to to start to realize that how scary it was. So. 
Yeah, that's kind of how it went. Sure. And then so you were in San Diego. I did see a little bit about this on Evan's chat on Facebook, but yeah, you were in San Diego and you had to get home, right? Yeah. So yeah, Jackie, my, my wife, she actually had come out to visit at the same exact time that all this kind of started coming down. Uh, so she, she managed to fly out there and, uh, Mike's wife was there too. And a couple other friends had also come out to kind of visit and we were there. And so it was like nice in a sense that, you know, Jackie and I got to you know spend some time together, which was, which was nice and cool, but it was just kind of like an eerie, weird feeling. It's like, he didn't really know what to do, you know? So we spent a day or two there and, um, it was yeah, like you were saying in Evan's, uh, Facebook live video, he, uh, he's talking about yeah, him and, uh, our tour manager, lighting and um our sound guy uh so kelly sam and sam and uh, rob or no actually no rob rob flew home too because his sister lives out that way so he was staying out there and then i stayed with uh with mike because you know both our wives had come out so we ended up flying back and the rest of them ended up uh taking the super super long drive back home it was it was not an easy task they said they did it in two days i was super surprised by that i was like damn that is (sighs) I mean, hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. That was that's literally across the country, like thirty-two hours or something. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was it was insane. Um, but yeah, I was really really grateful for them for you know for doing that. So it was yeah, just crazy crazy thing. Okay, so so we're back home. Let's talk about where you are now. How's day to day life for you? What's uh, what's in the quarantine life of Dave Laws? Uh, I guess not not too much i mean trying to you know find ways to stay busy whether doing you know stuff around the house or you know just watching watching a lot of netflix maybe watching a lot of the tiger king i don't know if anybody else is watching that did you watch that yet i have not watched tiger king of uh, my fiance did um so we'll see i got some other stuff i'm i'm trying to work on before tiger king <laughs> there's the yeah there's there's plenty of other things out there but that was an interesting one so doing stuff like that and just you know obviously trying to practice music and just try to you know stay creative uh, on, on a day-to-day but probably mostly just staying up probably way way later than i really need to you know i can, I, uh, I think that's i've been seeing studies and stuff like that it's it's everybody i'm a night owl so it it happens with me so Right. It, well, it's 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 tough sometimes with, uh, you know, just the schedule that I normally have. Anyways, of like when we'd be on the road, I'd be up to you know four in the morning or whatever any night. Same. Anyways, yeah. Um, I so work at night, in, so right, right. So it's been hard to try to transition to somewhat of a normal sleep schedule. Um, but you know, trying to do a little, go to bed maybe like two instead of you know instead of four every night. Yeah. But yeah, just doing stuff around the house and probably yeah, like I was saying, staying up too late learning you know sir duke by stevie wonder or some whatever song it is just randomly like ah why not or just you know practicing this this or that or working on a new tune or so are you are you practicing or and playing a lot or trying to it's just kind of like weird everything's just kind of like a a strange time Uh, there there it is again um but uh yeah trying to the one thing i've been trying to focus on the most recently that just just as just from like a practice standpoint, I've been trying to play to a metronome a lot. And that was was like one thing that I when I first started, I wish I would have done a lot more just really that just that dedication to just like being as precise as you can with with your rhythm. And there's so many different, you know, aspects of music that are important. Um, but I always feel like that was one that I could have probably, you know, practiced a lot more, probably the same for a lot of people. 
not like when you first started off like you know when you first started playing you, you don't really want to like ah metronome well, you know, whatever i just want to turn the distortion up really loud and and play whatever try to sound like Jimi hendrix or something um so a lot of my time just recently but even before all this stuff started happening just trying to focus a lot more on that and just being as you know as precise as i can with you know tempo and and all that because something i never really really focused on a lot when i was starting out sure do you find do you have a, like your own practice area or are you just kind of chilling on the couch or yeah um i mean i basically like our our house is just a two-bedroom house so the second bedroom just pretty much turns into my music room so i have my keyboard set up i have you know my guitars out laptop for recording and and all the good stuff so i just kind of come in here and yeah just either sit down you know either behind the keys or the guitar but probably playing more more guitar lately than than anything else I mean, for no reason just kind of like it just feels inspiring as of now it's um, a good it's a good outlet i mean yeah rip, it absolutely rip a little is. guitar you know i mean exactly so i've been you know i think it's just like after i've done that for a little bit i'll want to like practice more keys and they have like all my synthesizers and stuff set up here too so it's nice to you know have everything at your disposal to try to you know play around with and, and do whatever but been also trying there's some this website called jamplay.com um they do like online music lessons from different artists and stuff so i've been actually been doing a little bit of that which has been super cool to kind nice. of uh you know take some lessons on on that just for learning a different perspective there's always no matter how good you are and i'm not saying that i'm amazing by any means but whatever level you're at there's always something that you can learn um whether it be a different style of music or just someone's approach, because everyone approaches things just slightly differently. And sometimes you'll pick something up from somebody without even really, you know, thinking that you needed to, like, you know, didn't think you needed to work on whatever type of, of either style or genre. Um, but once you dive in, even if you're not specifically, like, for example, if I wanted to, I wanted to pick up some more country licks, that's like one of the things on my, on my list of things to do um, with guitar. Um, so, like, even though I'm not, like, necessarily a country player, there's so much that you can learn and just, you know, from learning a different style of music. It's it's super helpful just to be, for a musician as a whole, to learn as many different styles of, and genres as you can. So, it's cool. And then, obviously, being Aqueous, more or less being a jam band, you know, falling into that category, um, you can obviously explore all sorts of genres pretty easily. So, it's sure. nice to have all that in your in your arsenal of tools and in your back pocket. And you can use that in a jam and all kinds of different styles, all that, all that's good. Yeah, exactly. So it's been cool. I've been uh, digging on uh, Mark Lettieri. His Well, he's got a lot of solo stuff. Um, obviously he plays with Snarky Puppy. That might be the thing he's most known for, but um, yeah, he's got great lessons. Nice. So, yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, I've been to... seeing a lot of artists actually um, doing online lessons like one-on-one -on -one with people during the quarantine here so yeah i mean it's it's a i mean yeah it's a, it's a great thing to do right now because i mean no one can really do all that much so gotta miss the connection you know playing in front of people i'm sure yeah it's that's what's been nice that we can at least do like some of these streams that we've been doing um uh, which has been a nice outlet to just you know get some music out but yeah it, it is kind of strange not being able to like even if you wanted to you, there's really no no place that you can do that right now. So it's a it's a crazy thing. Sure. So let's talk about your relationship with the guys because obviously not only are you in a band together, but I know you guys are incredibly close friends. 
And, you know, how is that relationship going? Are you guys texting each other? Are you doing Zoom chats or, yeah, we you know, did you the, just. Yeah, we did one chat, uh, like when we got home, not that long after we did like one of the, yeah, like a Zoom band meeting, um, which, which was nice. But, you know, we like normally just text and, you know, chat in our, our group chats that we have anyways, whether it be about business or I think our latest endeavors trying to all get on a online Switch account to uh, play some Nintendo Super Smash or Mario Kart or something over the interwebs. So that's always fun. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, always staying in touch, just like, you know, like like we normally would do. But like I was just saying about the streams, um, that's been a nice thing to be able to do. We can We can get together and, you know, do that. And so we've been, you know, using that time to you know get some music out to some people which has felt great but it's strange when you don't have like an audience <laughs> sometimes it's sure. cool but you know it's it's definitely a different thing i mean there's you know especially in jam bands i mean i think the reason that we all you know myself i'll speak for other people we love jams and go to shows is because that communal moment of discovering an incredible moment in improv together right is that's a, that's a feeling you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's been amazing. I've, you know, I've loved the two streams you guys have put out and watching that. I'm still getting pretty excited, but definitely different experiencing it by yourself rather than with, you know, a couple hundred friends together and just that energy. You just can't replicate it. Right. Yeah. And that's that's always like when you listen back to like a show recording, you know, no matter where you're listening to it, it's like, it's always cool and and I like it and it's great for what it is, but it never fully replicates just the experience of being there and just like hearing it, just like in person, seeing the thing. It's a whole, it's a whole experience. So like you exactly yeah. like you said, you can never fully replicate that. Yeah. And let's just, you know, my uh, little part of me is scared just how long it's going to be till they allow us to do that. And yeah, you know, who knows? Cause it's, you know, the more people, the more people that are at a show, the better it is. So, the fact that we're trying to keep everybody apart is is scary for the music scene. I think it is. I mean, and that's yeah, that's a whole thing right there. Because obviously, you know, going back to where we started with the conversation back in March, when those you know gigs on the West Coast got canceled and everything else started canceling, you know, a couple weeks after that, then the festival started either canceling or pushing yeah. back to later dates. So, like summer camp, I think is. I don't know if they officially announced or, or whatever, but they're pushing their dates back. Um, and a lot of other festivals have either canceled or had to do the same or just postponed to the following year. So it's going to be a really, the music industry is all, you know, upside down basically right now. So it'd be really interesting to see how things play out, like what really happens over the summer. And by the time you get to fall, what do things look like? It really changes changes the game a lot and just like the landscape is going to be totally different for at least the rest of this year and then we'll have to sure see what happens moving forward into the next year but especially you know especially with festivals when you're talking about mass groups of people and you know for bands like you guys and people that are you know around your level of drawing fans i mean the festival circuit's a huge part of your whole business so mm-hmm. definitely definitely scary times and just hope that everything that you know we wanted to come back. We we miss those times, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think both like speaking to festivals, festival attendees, as well as the musicians, you know, enjoy those things equally. You know, for slightly, I guess, different reasons, but it's all more or less the same. I mean, 
we love playing just as much as you know people love love coming out and attending the festivals and you know the music is a huge part of it but just the whole communal aspect of getting together with people that you don't see a lot or like you know or people that you see all the time your friends will come with you to these festivals and and whatever so i'm hoping that things obviously you know goes without saying you know hopefully it's at a a safe time where we can we can all get together again but um hopefully that's as soon as it can be i guess i'm trying to say you know sure um we'll have to see so um on your personal end have you been writing any music in this time or um just kind of trying to learn different stuff you find stuff coming to you or yeah i mean i guess lyrically was like lyrics was never like my strongest suit or something that i was like either most comfortable with or like thing that doesn't you know doesn't come as naturally maybe as some music would um so i haven't really like written any like songs per se but a lot of like what i was talking about before just really trying to just use the time to find just different ways to be creative uh like like i said it's like taking lessons or just i've been doing a thing of just trying to just with the metronome just like write a chord progression and just come up with like either little melodies or just like change it up every day just to find force myself to be creative um in in different ways so <clears throat> excuse me um but it, it's it's been it's been kind of nice to have the time to kind of sit back and and do a lot of that so it's you know nice and it's you know it's, it's strange because you know the circumstances are what they are but you know having time to just kind of sit and practice and do them some things that i might not normally you know force myself to do why don't you um remind or maybe inform some of our listeners some of the songs that you have written in the past oh for uh for aqueous sure yeah i mean uh let's see we've guessed going backwards from from burn it down back uh we got uh come and go was one of mine um there's a song killer that, oh, thank you uh, there's a song that we play live called uh going nowhere that we've played a few times not not a ton that one was mm-hmm. mine what else we got we got calling out that's on best in show so after that there was uh realize your light um half in half out uh in it for me and then yeah it would have been going back to yeah, calling out and then we got like staring into the sun and there's probably i know there's dave's song that's going way back that one mm-hmm. that one's a gimme though i don't know that was probably more <laughs> of a i think i wrote the lyrics for that one but collectively that was probably just all of us at the time coming up with different ideas um i'm sure there's more i can't think off the top of my head they're calling you, you for you right no i didn't write that one that was mike oh i thought that was no yeah that, that, that what's the connection me. yes that one's me yeah okay that's what i was thinking of yeah i remember it. that's what yes and you put a lot of time into that if i remember that yeah that one well that one was interesting because i remember that was a song that i specifically or we specifically tried to write with just just like one chord basically and it's just basically just two chords, like D to E. And then there's a bridge section that has a couple other chords in it. But And then the solo at the end. But just tried to like come up with something that's just like one line, one chord that just kind of repeats. So, And that's what we got out of that. And you know, recently we changed it up a little bit and mm-hmm. started playing it a little, li- a little different live. Same tempo more or less, but just, you know, double time as opposed to half That's time. cool. Yeah. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I like the old version too, but the new version is, is definitely great. I've... I've enjoyed all the reworks, actually. We should kind of talk about that. You know, there's been some really cool changes you guys have done. Yeah, thanks. I think that's just us trying to keep things interesting for us as well as 
you know, fans and, and listeners. And yeah, it's like, just like I was talking before, just different ways to be creative. And um, yeah, I think it's fun to do. Keeps it, keeps it interesting. Keeps people on their toes a little bit, you know? Okay. Uh, we're going to take a little 180 here to the next question. 180. Uh, all right. Not a 360. We're not going all the way back <laughs> not, to all right, not yet, you not writing. Yet. <laughs> not yet. So something that uh, gets thrown around in the aqueous universe is the phrase Dave lost fuck. Wow. Can you, can you say that? Can you say that? I can say this, it. It's on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have any, uh, any, any requirements of us keeping it, you know, PG around here. words around here. Yeah. And I mean, I think most people that turn in know that you're probably a potty mouth. So I think that people expect swearing and, you know, <laughs> raunchy talk when Dave loss is on the show. Yeah. That, that, that's where we're all at. You, you guys, you guys wouldn't want to hear us when we're talking just normally amongst the four of us. I don't think anyone wants that. So I'm going to ask you, what does the phrase Dave Loss fucks mean to you? I don't know. I just kind of laugh every time anyone says it. Because it's like, kind of like what you were saying, well, what you were implying that I'm not like, I don't know what the best way to say. You could probably describe me better. But just like, you know, I'm not like normally a guy that would be, I guess, going around saying stuff like that about myself, maybe. Or, you know, I'm pretty, you know, chill, calm, whatever even keel whatever word you want to use um so yeah i always thought it was pretty cool i mean i i thought i mean if someone was in an audience and you were on stage and that's what they were screaming at you i mean i, I don't know i think that'd be pretty cool because yeah i know, think it's, people seem yeah. to enjoy it yeah i guess i so i do too i didn't know if it made you a little uncomfortable because of your personality or... <laughs> well, yeah at first i'm sure yeah well not yeah at first it did you know i was like this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Do I just embrace this or, or what? But then I ended up just thinking it was it was pretty fucking cool. So I was I was on board with it. All right, there you go, everybody. Dave Loss on board with Dave Loss fuck. Yes, I can. I'm on the record. And uh, yeah, cause I remember like the I think it was the first time I heard it. If I remember correctly, I think we were in New Jersey. I could be totally wrong on this, but from my memory. I think we were in New Jersey. Uh, I want to say we were playing with Papadozio at what would have been the Stone Pony. I think it would have been the Stone Pony. Um, and yeah, the, the first time I remember hearing it was someone had like a little sign, basically on just like a normal piece of computer paper, you know, eight and a half by eleven, whatever. I think, and they were, I think I still have it too because I think they gave it to me. I'd, I'd have to look through my. I got all sorts of in like, especially in the basement, just baskets and tubs of either old aqueous merch or, or, or whatever else that little, you know, festival flyers or, or whatever. Um, so I think I still have it written out on, you know, Dave fucks on a, on a piece of paper, just in like black Sharpie. And they were like holding it up. Um, so it was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. That was like the first memory I have of it being like, Oh, well, that's interesting. That's, that's something. But, uh, and then all of a sudden I, you know, kind of just stuck. So I, so I rolled with it. And, and why not, you know? And I'm assuming that knowing the guys, the guys have to love it and pretty much die laughing every time they hear oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, exactly. I'm sure they die every time it <laughs> someone says it. Because they could probably just, like I've like, like we were saying, I'm cool with it. But I can I know they can just see me being slightly uncomfortable every time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know they're all about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if someone was screaming that to Evan and he was uncomfortable. I would be all about it just the same. <laughs> just the way it goes. Yeah, but it no, ha- but would have real- to be, 
Yeah, no, it would I have think... to be Evan because we know that Mike and Rob do actually kind of really fuck. So right, exactly. So I guess Evan would be a little bit more on on, on par on with par Andy. with you. But uh, yeah, for the record, I'm very very cool with it, and it's uh, I find it pretty. I'll, I'll say it's flattering to say. The least. Yeah, I think I think so. Do you do you ever think in your head like when you're ripping a nasty guitar solo like yeah I'm I'm fucking shit up right now is that is that like a... right now uh i mean uh, i don't know if I necessarily that specific thought will cross my mind <laughs> you know but i'll uh you know I, i'll get into it just about you know just like you you would for any other you know it's just like those mu- those musical moments where it all come together everything just feels great and everyone's just playing good and you're like yeah fuck yeah this feels awesome no matter what you're doing and those are the best kind of shows when you can just play and no matter what you do feels like you're you know amazing killing it exactly you should definitely rip a solo one and just right after it just be like that's right dave lost fucks <laughs> i and should just saying it yeah and then just drop the guitar and just like walk off stage for a second it would be amazing oh man i wish i had the balls to do something like that that would be dude that'd be dope hey i've seen you jump up on a speaker's doing red hot chili peppers and it was <laughs> you remember that you have it in you dude i've seen it yeah, that's that's true. I I haven't done that in a long time. I need to do more. Oh, all all time favorite concert moment. One of them right there, man. It was God. I loved it. Yeah, actually, no. I remember when we talked last on the last episode I did with you. I think you mentioned that. I'm sure because it's. I will never not mention that to you because it was one of the great <laughs> moments in my life. Me, me, and Carl talk about it constantly. Oh yeah, I mean it was fun. That's for sure. I think yeah. I need to. Uh, I need to get myself a longer guitar cable and start doing a little more uh, antics with the guitar and jumping up on monitors and speakers and, and whatever <laughs> else. Why not? You know, it's like absolutely. You never know. It was funny going back to like um, I was listening back to some of the recordings um, from the last tour, like the last few shows that we were able to play, and it's like I need to constantly like remind myself. Not that I, I guess, need to constantly remind me. It's a strong way to say it, but it's always important to like, like when you're in the moment and at a show, like you never know, this could be like the last time you get a chance to play. Like you never know like what can happen, you know, day to day. So it's like, you should always take like every moment, especially when you're on stage performing like this, eh, who knows, this could be the last show. You never really know. And it's, yeah, you know, I, we always put a hundred percent effort into everything we do, but you you never can, you know, really know what's going to happen day to day so you should always like go for it 100 percent. and that's when i was listening back to that phoenix show i was like oh shit if i would have known at the time that this was the last show we were going to be able to play till august or september or whatever the next time we actually get to play is you know you might have thought about it a little different you know so i just thought that was sure. an interesting thought that that had crossed my mind it's like yeah i think that's very wise and i yeah. think you'll as you get older and get old like me someday, Dave, you'll realize that applies to pretty much everything in life. And you can't take anything for granted or people for granted or any time. And it's true. Yeah. You know, and this is a pretty good wake up call for that. I, but, you know, same. Don't put too, you know, don't be too hard on yourself because I've seen you guys play in front of eight people and you played your fucking ass off. So, oh, yeah. You know, one of the things that I think all of us like about you guys is the effort that you put into every show and that you really, really play your ass off. So thanks, man. You know, it's it's definitely a a very good thought for you to have and to think back and think about that. You know, it's a great way to approach things. But you guys, you guys play hard. Thanks, man. Try to try to do our best out there. 
All right, so let's kind of, uh, I guess this is a little on topic. So you're sitting at home, Dave, all these days at home. What's what's a daily attire look like for Dave Loss? Are you are you dressing up in a suit and tie every day? No, you know, uh, I, do I, you... I only have, I think, one suit and tie. I don't have too many of those. <laughs> <laughs> so is it sweatpants and uh, short shorts or... You know, I, I think you know it'll yeah you know, it'll start the day with the usual attire, your your sweatpants and whatever shirt you wore to bed, maybe maybe a hoodie or something. Uh, but I try I try to not be too lazy, so I'll try to you know get up and probably later than normal. I, you know, I'll put on like like right now, I'm wearing a pair of jeans, a cobblestone live T-shirt. And, oh, nice! Shout yeah, out! Oh yeah, cobblestone live. What up? And then my own band's hoodie, which. You know, that's just par for the course. I mean, you're going to wear your own band's gear, whether you like it or not. It's just, it's there. It's nice quality. Hey, I like it. You have fantastic gear. I have quite a bit of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure you have this hoodie, too. It's it's the green one from, I don't know, maybe five, five years ago or something. If you saw it, I'm pretty sure you have it. I have it, yep. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the attire for most days, uh, you know. Pair of, pair of jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie. That hey, you're putting jeans on, dude. You're doing something. I haven't really put anything on but sweatpants and shorts in three weeks. So Hey, you know, you, you got to do you, you know? Yeah, I'm not a jeans guy. Yeah, so. yeah I'm, I'm a jean guy. I, I, I like it. I don't mind it. Uh, I think I think Jackie would call me out pretty, pretty much immediately if I was just wearing sweatpants constantly <laughs> all day. <laughs> Do you have, are you wearing any of the famous Dave Loss hats uh, while you're home or those oh, put away? You know, I, I have the one uh, hanging up in my music room here, one of the fedora style ones. I have that, but beyond that, you know, I think in my, when I was talking before about in my basement, I have all sorts of old aqueous either gear or whatever. I think I, because <laughs> I, for some reason I don't throw anything out. I'm not a hoarder by any means, but <clears throat> there's just a lot of useless stuff in the basement. So I'll have, uh, I think I have like that first black hat that I used to wear. It was like that military nice. style. Long, long time ago. Why do this I is, still have it? I don't know. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put that hat on, take a picture, send it to me today so I can put it up as the image for today's episode. <laughs> All okay. Right, That's your homework. I, I can do that for you because I know exactly okay. where it is. Okay. Perfect. Um, how about... What are you eating? Are you are, is Dave Loss a cook, or are we just uh, hot pockets, or what's going on in the Dave Loss meal plan? If it was just me living by myself, there would probably be a lot more hot pockets. You know, hot pockets, anything you can use in the microwave. You know, your cereals. Yeah, I'm not the greatest cook, and uh, unfortunately, trying to get a little bit better, I can do a couple of meals. I can okay. do like your basic spaghetti and meatballs, and you know, a couple of things, but. Um, we've been trying to eat healthy, you know, I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's interesting because like you have, you kind of have to eat home a lot or, you know, there's not really, I mean, you can order food out, but it's definitely time to, you know, be making a lot of meals at home. So actually we're cooking salmon tonight. Oh, nice. That'll be a good one. That's always good. Um, yeah, we made a bunch of stuff in the crock pot, you know, your, your pulled pork, your, you know, soups and stuff and beef stew and, and and whatever else so you know we've been we've been eating pretty good uh made mac and cheese and when i say we it's it's just all my wife i didn't do anything i i stood there and provided you know moral support maybe at, at you, best 
You provided the eye candy in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much about all my all I contributed to that. Um, hey, Jackie, how you doing? Yeah. Well, you that's... have the jeans on, so I mean, you're looking good. Exactly. I hey, if I just take my shirt off, then I'm ten out of ten, oh. baby. Yeah, I, I I can just imagine her sweating in the kitchen to <laughs> to you in the jeans with no shirt and the military hat. Wow, I I don't know if she'd be turned on or just very appalled. <laughs> just like, what are you doing, man? She's cooking. Uh, I I lost my appetite. Whoop. Exactly. Could you just leave? It usually ends up what it, what it'll be. I'll try to help in some small way, and she'll be like, you know, just just let me do it. I I got it. I I'll just take care of it. <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah, that- that's actually how it goes with me and my fiance. So she's a she's a phenomenal cook. Nice. I'm a pretty good cook, but she likes things her way. And right, it's the only time we fight when we're both in the kitchen together. So I just kind of let her do it and tell her how good it is. Exactly, and then everything works out great. So this is probably a good time to actually segue into this. So your wife Jackie, she mm-hmm. is actually a nurse, and she's one of the great people that I've been lucky enough to meet through Aqueous. You did well on that front, and um, she's a nurse, so it's a very interesting time, and I thought maybe you could kind of talk about you know, what she's going through and kind of give us a little on the front lines of what she's been doing and how that's working with you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a little bit scary just seeing as she's, you know, like you said, on, on the front lines of a lot of, uh, you know, the health crisis that's going on right now, but it, it's great because... You know, I always say like musicians are, you know, important and, you know, for, for, for a lot of obviously different reasons, but like what I do, it's like, what I, you know, it's, it's cool, but it's like what she is doing is, is such on like another, another, you know, another level. Like she's out there like saving people's lives and, and helping in ways that, you know, that I, I could never do that, you know, just, just the line of work, just in general nursing and, all the people in that, like that medical field, those, it's just, it's crazy the amount of stuff that they, they do just on a daily basis that most people, including myself, we could never do any of that, you know? So it's, it's really an honor for, you know, really for me to be her husband, just to, you know, having her being in, in that field. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a crazy time for it. And, you know, um, yeah, she. I mean, she's doing you know as best that she can over there, and you know it's uh yeah. And where's she at for everybody? What's that? Where's she at for nurse hospital? Oh yeah, she's at uh, Kenmore Mercy, which is uh you know it's really about five minutes or so from where we live. So um, yeah, she's over there. She works in the ER, so she'll normally do like the night shift. So she'll be going in seven p.m., getting up seven a.m. So she's overnight. So that's you know that's the thing in and of itself, just working overnights all the time. And then compounded with all of the other extra stress from you know, everything else that's happening is, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So she's been seeing a lot of cases of uh, COVID or has it been kind of business as normal or where, where are we at with that for her? Yeah. I mean, she's been uh, for Tim, you know, she'd probably be a better person to, you know, talk to about this than me really. But uh, you know, she's pretty much, you know, they have to treat everybody kind of like they have it. Um, you know, COVID-19 when, when they come in and just taking all of the, the necessary precautions to try to protect themselves, which is, a, you know, a thing in and of itself. Um, but trying just to protect everybody else and, um, yeah, just, just do everything that she, that she can to try to, you know, treat people and keep people safe. And yeah, it's been, it's been quite hectic over there. Sure. 
Well, I'll give her, uh, you know, my best, and I'm sure all of us uh, here in the Aquis community want to give her all the support, and uh, pretty proud of her. Yeah, well, still my man, and and that's great. I'm, you know, I'll definitely pass that along to her. All right, shout out, Jackie. You're doing you're doing God's work. Nice work. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of segue from that serious kind of stuff and. Uh, kind of interested in what you've been listening to. You talked about a couple uh, different, you know, lessons and stuff you're talking to the country thing. Is there any other kind of artists you've been getting into lately? Um, yeah, just just randomly, just for for whatever reason, just been listening to a bunch of different stuff. Um, going down my Spotify recently played, you'll see uh, what do we got? Super Tramp and and Genesis, old school. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez. Yeah, that shit's awesome. I love that stuff. Um, and then more recent, like more, I guess more recent stuff was listen to like Chromio, is tight. Uh, Tame Impala, love the love mm-hmm. the new record. Well, Currents was great. All the stuff's good, but Currents and the and the new album, the Slow Rush, are excellent. Um, also randomly listening to Dire Straits. Yeah, for whatever reason, you know, I was Ooh. like, you know, I never really listened to Mark Knopfler that much. Never really listened to Dire Straits that much. So I started like kind of going through the discography some cool shit so i grew up on dire straits so oh, my all right. parents well, you can were be my the person to tell me what to listen to then oh i mean pretty much all of it mark knopfler is he is phenomenal oh yeah one of the the really unique stylist guitarists no one sounds like him it, you know it's really true i mean that's like one of the most important things i feel like being a guitar player having like your own unique voice that you can hear three notes and you know yes you can already peg, oh, that's that's Mark Knopfler. Oh, that's Eric Johnson. Oh, that's Jimi Hendrix, whoever, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's great. That's that's that makes me happy that you're listening to him. Yeah, so trying to listen to all sorts of different types of stuff. But you know, uh, you know, all the classic rock stuff always comes back at some point, you know, I'll listen to some newer stuff, things that I haven't heard before. And then sometimes at the end of the day you just want to listen to some breakfast in America and just be like, Yes, mm-hmm. this is amazing. You know, you can do that with any sort of, you know, you go Beatles or, you know, Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, that was 80s, I guess. But, you know, still, it's all classic stuff. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I know Fish came out with a new album, which I have not listened to yet. Um, Last night, yes. Yes, but I believe you have. So what is your take (laughs) on it? Of course I have. Um, uh, My take is I think it was one of the best albums they have recorded very, very long time. We got you on record. yeah, um, not, you know, I'm a big fan of pretty much everything they do, although I wasn't a huge fan of Big Boat, but the new yeah. album is fantastic. Um, I saw a couple of little Aqueous fans. I saw Debbie and Carl both uh, writing about it today, and Ooh, they were they giving it say? some... Oh, they loved it. So okay. um, it's pretty crazy. Like, a lot of these songs are from the past. There's nothing new. Everything's been played live. Okay. And what's crazy about it is lyrically they are they seem to all seem like Tom Marshall and Trey wrote them yesterday, like with what's going on. Yeah. So the lyrics are really pertinent to what's going on, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the quality of songwriting, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, that, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Agreed. Which um, I know you're a big Radiohead fan, like I am, and mm-hmm. I actually the other day was really I knew it was going to happen. I was going to dive into it and putting it off one night I played something and then I listened pretty much the whole catalog, which I always happens to me. And 
every song that is written seems like it could have been written yesterday that they've written. It's so incredible to me that it's so timeless. Yep. You know, their their themes and what they talk about just it's just brilliant. So, you know, kind of what's going on with the with the fish album in my opinion. So Great. Well, I definitely will have to check it out then, because I noticed they it was what at what, midnight? Last night was when they released. Yeah, it. they put on. They had a live listening party, and it was really cool. So they've been doing some cool stuff. Nice. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out. And well, I guess while we're on the music topic, what else should I check out? What have you been listening to? Anything new, exciting? You think that I should listen to? Anything? Yeah, it could be old. It could be a Dire Straits album, or it could be some new artist you just checked out. I'm trying to learn so, here too. Well, if you don't know, uh, I run a playlist on Spotify called Memo Three Sixty Five. And for starting on my birthday, every single day I've been putting a new artist on there that's different. So at the end of the year, I'll have 365 different artists, one song by each. So it's been an amazing project for me. I have learned a lot. I've just been exploring different stuff every day, and it's really forced me to not listen to jam bands every single day of my life, which I still do, but not as much. So it's kind of giving me out into different stuff. And I mean, there's that's where you want to go. So you can search that on Memo365 on Spotify, or if you want to hit me up, um, please do. I just, this guy, Junius Maven, is from Iceland. And it came up on my Spotify, and I think he is the most incredible person I've heard in a long time. And he sounds like he's from Memphis. Like, he sounds completely American, soulful Memphis sound. And it's he's just blowing me away that's awesome um and i've gotten in some really cool funk bands there's an amazing band called speedometer from england awesome awesome funk band really into them uh there's a guy by the name of sean lee that i've been obsessed with and evan is actually a big fan he is in um young gun silver fox i know oh, he, he's yeah, talked that, about that that band so is sh- awesome so he's one half of that okay but he's done he's probably done 20 different bands. He's in in all kinds of different stuff. He's just like, everybody wants to work with him. Really, really incredible multi instrumentalist. And there's a band called electric peanut butter company (laughs) that he's in. That is absolutely incredible. They did it. It's probably five or six years old, but you want to check out both their albums. Really, really incredible stuff. So I would, those are kind of my real picks, but definitely, um, if you want to hear anything new, it's a good place to start. Memo nice. 365 on Spotify. Yeah, that uh, so. yeah, the Young Gun Silver Fox is... Uh, yeah, I remember listening, first hearing that maybe like a few years ago. I think Evan, yeah, Evan was probably the one who showed it to me. Yep. And he turned me on to them, and then I just happened to find like four bands that I loved, and every, Sean Lee was in every single one. Ah, so That's awesome. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, it's like just like straight like that yacht rock. Yeah kind of like vibe i don't know if you want to call it you know eagles or steely dan or whatever like in that genre of stuff and it's it's it's, it's banging it's sweet so yeah i'm listening to a lot of stuff so I'll, I'll send you a couple things to listen to hell yeah that'd be great so let's see oh this is uh this is an important one so you played the streams you've been doing in ironworks Yes. How was that? You played in front of an empty crowd. Like the first one was hilarious because you're like, all right, internet world. <laughs> and, and I was laughing at home. Um, how was that? That had to be surreal. Yeah, it's it was definitely a funny experience because I think like at least when you're set up with 
you know, all of your gear and you're on stage and the lights are going like, and you're in the middle of a song, you know, it's definitely a little bit weird because there's, you know, there's no, you know, crowd energy to feed off of. There's no one interacting with you in that sense. Um, so that part's inevitably a little strange, but you know, you can kind of like just get in the zone of the music and everything and you play the song like, like you normally would and you can still, you know, cause we're, we're always super, you know, adamant about just listening to one another and kind of just seeing where things go that way. Um, so you can kind of get lost in the music and that part's, that part's fine, but it's kind of, it's, it's very strange. Like when you stop and it's just like dead silence and you just hear like, like a pin drop or just like a little creak on the floor or something. And all you hear is like the strings tuning and the pedals can turned on and off or whatever. So that is like, it, it's, I guess it's even like if you're in a scenario where you're in like a set and you're specifically just like filming something, even it's, it's a, even in that kind of way, it's still a little weird to finish a song and just hear nothing. But especially like when you're set up in a venue that you've normally played in front of a crowd yeah, and everything is going, and the lights and the sound and everything, and then you stop, and there's just silence. <laughs> it's just very yeah. weird. So, Do you? Uh, yeah. Is it like when you were actually playing? Probably did it not feel as weird? Like you just really got engrossed into the songs and the jams, or yeah, was yeah. it weird the whole time? No, I think at least for, I mean maybe the other guys felt slightly differently, but you know, because yeah, when you're going with it, you kind of. You kind of, I guess, forget a little bit that there's no audience. Obviously, you know, you're just aware because, you know, you're there and you don't see anybody. But it's much easier, like, when everything's going and you just kind of get lost in the music. And, and sometimes it's it's kind because I feel like, especially, like, when we practice, like, at a rehearsal space or, you know, or wherever, sound checks or whatever. I feel like sometimes when there's no audience, it cre- there's, like, two different ways that you can go with it. It's It's nice because you, you kind of almost feel freer sometimes in a sense of just like, oh, there's nobody here. I'll just try whatever. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you don't really have to worry about it. Not that I feel like we worry, but there's like, there's obviously like an inherent, like when there's somebody there, you're like, oh, I, I have to, you know, either entertain them or, you know, you might just like not even really thinking about it, not in a conscious sure. way, like play a little bit differently. So when there's no audience, you know, sometimes you're kind of like, oh, I'll just try whatever. This is fun. You know, sometimes you're a little bit more relaxed. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, when there's a crowd, you're probably, you know, more more times than not, there's going to be a lot more energy and more up, you know, that kind of vibe and feeling to the music. And sometimes when there's not a crowd, you're kind of a little bit more laid back. It's a little more chill, which is kind of cool from a different perspective. You know, so yeah. it kind of goes both ways. I'll have to say on my end, I thought both sets that you've released are were phenomenal um especially the last one the jam it down was and really 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 good cool and yeah that it, one was fun because like we had the idea to do a set of just those four tunes because we never really jammed heavily in any of them we've kind of just yeah at least when we've played them live thus far since we released the the ep we kind of just played the tune as it is maybe extended the solo section a little bit but that was kind of about it kind of just kept them as songs um which is nice in the context of like a like a tour and a, and a set and all that stuff but for this thing it's like well hey let's we should be doing things that we wouldn't necessarily normally do or go out of you know a little outside the box or, or whatever so we came up with that and it was like well like okay we'll take these four songs that are normally like three and a half minutes or, or whatever they are 
and we'll just jam them out. But then we kind of like put the set list together in a way that was like kind of all kind of just all came into one and kind of just in and out of each of the tunes without like really stopping. So as, as opposed to like start, you know, start burn it down, play it for 20 minutes, stop. Yeah. Come and go play it for 20 minutes. Stop. You know, it was a little more interesting. We felt to kind of just like weave in and out. So some of the, like a couple of the tempos were pretty similar. The keys were sometimes a little different. So we kind of found some creative ways to kind of like modulate between some different things, but you know, it was just kind of like an interesting, fun little thing, little thing to do. We're like, Hey, you know, I think this is like a perfect time to kind of do some more creative things like that, that maybe you wouldn't necessarily do otherwise. Or, you know, sometimes when you're forced to come up with creative for, you know, different things, you can kind of get creative in different ways. Yeah. And I can tell you from my perspective, it went off beyond incredibly because I was trying to live tweet it and I absolutely destroyed it um, trying to nail what songs you were in and out of. I just got lost in it, which is exactly what I'm looking for. Right. You know, and that that speaks to how well you transitioned in and out of stuff. And it was really, really great. I had a couple friends that are really into the jam community that know you very casually check it out and they were very very impressed awesome man. so i can give you a lot of good feedback there and the streams have been really great from you know us on a fan perspective like yeah you know stuff is heavy right now and like to to really get into the bands that you love and you know have new music like that it's we talked about it earlier in the pod you know just having like those those improv moments. I've never heard any of the stuff. Uh, the whole fan base hasn't, and it's been an awesome escape. I've had people from all over the country that, you know, are aqueous fans hit me up and everybody's just like, this band is so great. We, this is so awesome. So, you know, I'll just kind of throw that feedback to you, bring that to the guys. It's been really, really awesome for us. So, well, that that's great. I'm, I'm super, super happy to hear that. And it's, it's been nice just like 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 I was saying before it's just been so nice for us to f- have a way to connect with people still you know it's in, it's in a different way but you know making the best of the situation that we have and just still being able to reach people with our music and you know have a good time doing it and bringing you know bringing happiness and joy to the people that really enjoy the band and and it goes both ways that that's makes us happy and you know hopefully makes some other people happy too it's great man so I can't wait. The next one is, is that Sunday, did I see? Yeah, I think we just released the date. It's Sunday, 5.30? 5.30, yep, yeah. I think that's right. So looking forward to that. And um, so do you have uh, any other plans besides that? Now you have one more, I think, that you're releasing after that. Is there any other plans you guys have been talking about? Or yeah, so what is we're... it just kind of you're in a holding pattern right now? Yeah, we so we did four, or we'll be doing four... Um releases for the live from out there thing we did two already like we said once this week and then there'll be another one next week uh and then after that yeah just kind of uh up in the air really to what we want to do we kind of have a couple you know we have some ideas in mind some things that we want to do we're definitely going to do some more you know just live streams on our own from our page um yeah just try to connect with people that way and you know just uh trying to come up with new creative ways to get out there but yeah nothing super specific just uh yeah it's kind of anything goes right now really sure and like oh that was Um, like evan you know evan went live so we'll probably doing some more of that kind of stuff just it was fun i had a lot of fun yeah (laughs) it was it was pretty funny i have to in too late i know mike was in there causing all sorts of trouble 
it's just funny to me. Like I've known you guys for a, a good amount of time now. Like it's it's fun for me. Like because I just know how much Mike loves fucking with the rest of you. Like oh, that whole dynamic. I just like I can just see the smile on his face every time he <laughs> came in and messed up Evan. Like it's just a fun thing. You guys are, are hilarious. So thanks, man. Um, so that's just one kind of other question. Have you been like talking to other bands about, you know, what they're doing and what they think about, you know, what the situation with everything, or is it just kind of just talking with the guys or. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to talk to too many other of our, you know, like, you know, musician friends, um, mostly just, just the guys and, you know, like our like management and some other, you know, booking and promoters and stuff. But you know, not not too much, but it's just kind of like at a, a really strange time because we're not really sure where things are going to be headed after this. Um, sure. You know, it's like when you push all these, you know, postpone or cancel all these shows and festivals, you know, when it's actually safe to kind of get back out there and, you know, perform and hold these larger events, like what's really going to happen, you know? Because a lot of people are obviously out of work. So when the time comes, like, Will there be people willing to, you know, obviously there's going to be people who want to get out, but there's going to be a lot of people with not as much money as they thought they might have. Sure. And, that, and then that's on both sides of it. The, mm-hmm. you know, the festival goers and concert goers and the promoters. Cause I mean, everyone is, is really hit very hard by this. So it's, it's kind of, I mean, nobody really knows. And that's, it's, you know, I feel like I've said it like maybe 20, 20 times already in this interview, but it's scary. You know, it's kind of like an uncertainty of what's you know really going to happen next so it, it you can't you can't really predict you can kind of just know what's you know be conscious of what's going on and, and kind of see where things are headed but never really kind of know until you get there and just kind of can take the best and be as uh i guess smart about it as you can really sure well i could tell you i mean at least from my own perspective you know right now i'm out of work um so i'm i'm just been trying to dive myself back into projects and and music has been the biggest escape for me i mean i there's netflix and i like to watch tv and read and stuff like that but the times that i felt most normal and happiest is music which is it's always been that way but even more now like stuff is hitting me twice as hard more emotional like when you guys live stream it's i'm jumping up and down dancing in my office and like it just feels good. So I think there's always going to be a huge place for music. And I know, you know, just, you know, I'm big on Twitter. I just, I see that everywhere. So, you know, just know that there are, there's always going to be a place for that. And I think, so, you know, know that you're making a difference. Keep putting music out. We we love it. And, you know, we love you guys for, for doing that and, you know, how good you are at it. So. Well, thank you, man. That, that, that means a lot. And yeah, I'm, you know, definitely looking forward to the time where we can officially get back out there and start playing for you sure. guys again. So that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. Cause music is such a, such an important thing just to life in general, you know? So yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. We want to see the military hat back on stage. So, Hey, hey I got to go find it out of the basement. Yeah. That <laughs> reminds me. So I, I think we've got through most everything. I did have one question uh, somebody asked me on Twitter that I wanted to ask you. And yeah, this comes that? from DJ DWREK. He wanted to know that um, in staring, or sorry, been meaning to ask him if going nowhere derives from staring into the sun. 
So there's oh, a okay. piano melody in staring around the nine minute and 20 second mark that Dave plays that sounds almost identical to going nowhere. Huh. I could have. There wasn't anything specific. Intentionally? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a specific intentional moment. Um, you know, since I, I wrote both of them, there could definitely be some sort of uh, unintentional, you know, connection Overlap. between the two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing specifically trying to quote or, you know, reference uh, staring into the sun with that one. I think, what is it, the first, or are they both in B flat, at least, at least the intro of staring into the sun is B flat in the first chord. Once you get to the, like, the verse progression of uh, going nowhere is also B flat. So there's probably some commonalities in some of, like, the, the chord voicings and stuff. But I don't know, what what time mark do you say? 920? 920. I would have to go back and listen to specifically. Okay. Now I'm going to have to do that when we're done here. Well, hit me up and uh, I will tweet back to him and get that answered. Yeah, I definitely will. But yeah, I guess the short answer would be nothing that was intentional. Okay. But there's definitely always that element of, you know, you, you know, you, you hear things a certain way and things are always more, you know, favorable and certain keys and stuff to you. So I definitely could have repeated something and not even known it. Sure. So I think that's pretty much what I had. Is there anything you wanted to say besides that, Dave? Or I think I think we kind of nailed a lot of the stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't really know if there's too much else that I would have uh, wanted to mention. I think we got it all in. Okay, sounds good. I think I think you did acceptable. Yeah, I, passable. <laughs> passable. <laughs> no, it's a always a pleasure having you on, Dave. And again, you know, just from you know representing the community. You guys are doing great, and we've really appreciated the music. So, well, thanks. Keep so much, it up, man. I, I really, really appreciate you having me on here, and I always appreciate what you do. So, thank you. And I will say, um, this is not from Dave or any of the band members. Look, the music industry is in a tough time. So, if you have any extra money and you want to donate or give any kind of thing to, you know, Aqueous or any other band, people are struggling. So, I know it's everybody's doing the same. I'm out of work, but. You got anything extra? It's a good time to show your artist, you know, how much you appreciate them. So, I'll just say that on my own personal end for all our listeners. And then, uh, just again, this was all in with Aqueous. You can find me on Twitter doing my Twitter thing for the guys, and that's all in with AQ on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, and I kind of do a bunch of other stuff there. So, Dave, it was absolutely a pleasure having you on. Take care of Jackie for us all, and hopefully she can take care of you in those jeans and, and, and <laughs> make you some nice dinner. So, Absolutely. I'm sure she's she's working on that right now. So I'll definitely send uh, your love her way. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, Dave. Great job. Thanks for having uh, being on the show, and uh, much love. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Hey there, this is Mike Ganser of Aqueous, letting you know All In with Aqueous is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Visit OsirisPod.com to check out our shows. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Check them out at Jambase.com. <laughs>